Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is in session. We got co-host JC and another favorite of ours, Al. What's up, Al? This is my third time on here. Is there like a weird like underground demand, a, a weird BVS demand for, for me to be on this Dude, show? Dude, all, all, all the episodes that you're on are our highest yeah, downloaded our, episodes. Our, <laughs> That's why serious? we have to have That's you bullshit. on. Yeah, I'm serious. No, 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 this is not bullshit. This is 100% true. <laughs> oh, man, okay. Yeah, having you is like having Steph Curry join yeah. our freaking, having our pod, man. So we need the hits as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, Aside from the fact that we really enjoy talking with you, so let, oh, like let's not guys. forget about that that, that, <laughs> that fact, man. But, Who else hey, am man. I talking Welcome, to? Bro. Who else am I talking to at Sunday at 9 p.m. at night, you know? <laughs> it's only us, bro, especially in this quarantine life right now. Right. Wait, so what have you guys been up to? Everything been good on your end, Al? Uh, yeah. What is it, like week week eight or nine? I, I mean, can't even count anymore. Fuck, uh, dude. Really? Shit. It's been that dude, long. I, I think the only like negative, aside from not being able to see my friends and family, is um, my sleep schedule is fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed um, a little bit after 5 a.m. Oh, my God. Holy shit, What? Bro. Because Animal Crossing refreshes oh. at 5 o'clock, so I gotta fucking check what's new in the store, and then I'll wake up around 12, then I'll eat a little bit, <laughs> and I'll go back to sleep, dude, and then I'll wake up for dinner, and then I just fucking repeat the process over and over again. You got a full-grown quarantine bod right now. I mean, yeah. if you're waking up 12 to eat and then go straight back to sleep. You know what's nuts, though, is that, like, the scale says I've only gained, like... Like three pounds, but it feels oh. like thirty. <laughs> it's it's about the body composition, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be. So we should get prime prime A Al right now, just because it's like your body clock probably tells you it's like yeah, you're wide awake right now. Uh, yeah, my my my, my biorhythm is like at eleven a.m. right now. I'm fucking ready, <laughs> dude. Having two kids, I'm waking up still at five a.m. Oh, so. <laughs> But you're not sleeping and go- you're not eating and going back to sleep though. No, I am. No, I'm, ba- I'm feeding those li- those little little uh, little guys and uh, yeah, man. So I wish I could uh, I could have that 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 schedule, but you know, that's for a future date and time. Unfortunately, how's Animal Crossing? I feel like Tiger King and Animal Crossing is the two trending things of quarantine. Uh, yeah, man, it's pretty much, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Animal Crossing. Are are you guys familiar at all? Nope, not at all, man. I'm not, but I've seen so many of my friends are playing it, dude. So many. But I don't have a Switch, so I I can't really play. You need a Switch, right? You need a Switch. It's Nintendo exclusive. It's essentially just like, like The Sims, but with animals. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if The Sims has like a a built-in like minigame about having to earn money and Mm. shit like that. So essentially, I would like compare it to having like, like a dollhouse it's kind of just like a virtual rock garden where Mm. like you are like accumulating fucking furniture you're paying rent it's pretty nuts but uh, wait is it is it online like can you play with other like people who are logged into this game or is it just my my brother and sister they have it too so we'll be trading furniture all the time and like trading fruits it's it's pretty nuts man 
Yeah, I don't yeah. need a fucking game to fucking simulate that shit. Like, I don't need a doll. I have legit children yeah. that I have to you have, feed you have a house. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> you're, no you're a fucking single. You're a bachelor in this game, so maybe this could be like your. Yeah, you gotta live vicariously yeah, through Animal yeah, Crossing. Actually, that's yeah. that's a way. That's a way actually to kind of be able to kind of rekindle that part of my life. But well, uh, you might be ecstatic about this. They actually have some like Jordan One lookalikes in this. Wait, game. what? Yeah. Have Wait, are those like skins like are you downloading those like what, what's the no, deal no, with I'm, i mean you can download people's like creations like i downloaded this guy he made a a polo hoodie and i was like i want that yeah. <laughs> oh I shit see but the shoes you can't design so that has mm. to pop up in your shop are they chicago's are they royals are they shadows what are we what are we talking oh, about they're, they're chicago's dude they're oh, great woo. Okay, yep. that that's that's enough of a little incentive <laughs> actually to kind of get a switch. Yeah, yeah, Dude, like, it's good for kids, man. Let's play some Mario Kart again. That's a good time. I don't know, man. My kids are watching like super simple songs, man. I could barely <laughs> watch Tiger King. Like I, I literally have to watch it with the free time that I have before they wake up from their first sleep cycle. So if I could squeeze in like an episode or two of Tiger King, I'd be fucking lucky. So I tried to I tried to watch Tiger King and like after the third episode, I, I just kind of had enough of it. Mm. It's just like okay, it's crazy Floridians. Like I just kind of shrugged my shoulders. Now you you reach a limit, man. I think I was telling yeah. Jack the last time I was just like once once it was hitting the the end, I was just like, all right, what's uh, what else they got here? But apparently they're 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 aiming for season two. I don't know what else they can tell the story about at this point. Homeboy is uh, locked up, so maybe if something happens with him in COVID or some shit like that, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys watched the the MJ doc though, right? I didn't You're not watch it. Tell us about your day. What the fuck, Jack? <laughs> My day? So secretive. Yeah. yeah. Man. How, how are you holding up? Doing well, I guess. All things yeah. considered. I mean, we were just talking about this before we started this podcast we were like i was thinking things would start not going back to normal but like a semblance of normalcy versus like in terms of going out may 1st but i don't think that's happening it's like 10 days away (laughs) and i was like thinking maybe in may but i don't know i mean once once all of this first happened i was like you know may sounds like a good time to kind of you know target but we're fucking 10 days or so away i don't know man I feel like the discourse really there's so much kind of different takes on you know where we're going it's just I don't know if it's going to really happen man Shit I won't lie I'm, I'm, I'm starting to burn through a lot of things I'm supposed to watch already <laughs> I, I started running out of content like at least interesting content that I really want to watch like there's always stuff but I don't know I'm running out I mean I'm, I gotta watch the MJ doc but other than that I watch Ozarks I watch Tiger King I don't know some other hey, stuff man. I got I got my freaking forty hour playlist of music. You can work through that. That's true. I told you about Community. Oh um, oh, I also ha- oh I started watching Community. Really dope show. I, I'm two episodes in, so I have that. So I definitely have that. Yeah. But other than that, I also watch Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> JC Hell and I yeah. were talking about the the Filipino guy. Oh, not the Filipino the, guy. The Filipino girl with the the, the Ed, Ed. The guy named Ed. No big no neck Ed. Ed. Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch that shit, man, but like <laughs> Big Ed, uh, just going into like the shanty, whatever, squatter areas in the Philippines totally captured my attention. So, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I looked for it on on demand um, and kind of scrolled through the, the episode, man. Straight comedy. Dude, my friends can't stop saying, may I halik you 
and <laughs> all the fucking time. It's gonna be my phrase in 2020. Oh, oh my god! May I you? It's so fucking good. Wait, do you actually know what city that she that that uh I don't know that woman lives in? I think it's like. Is it up north, Al? I don't know. It's like Dumaguete or something like that. Like I, don't, I haven't I don't been know. keeping up with like I just I've only seen clips of it. I should really like. It is so savage those living conditions, man. Like it's straight just concrete and like electrical wiring sticking out of the concrete while it's raining. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, dude, that's how I, life I mean, is. There. Yeah, not a sidebar, but I mean, like, I saw that when I was five, and you kind of just appreciate what you have here. So maybe, yeah, JC like. He, he probably will be taking his kids there soon if yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah. Just to let them Absolutely. know. Humble them. Not fucking uh, <laughs> flat TV screens and uh, chicken nuggets all day. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, homeboy eats croissants for breakfast and doesn't want to eat anything else. So I need to bring him over there just to kind of see how it is. It's a little too early right now for them to actually get the lesson. <laughs> it's like, definitely... that's, some, that's like some scared straight shit right yeah, there. <laughs> it's definitely in the holster for sure. It definitely is yeah, in dude, the holster. Yeah, you have to do it. I mean, I didn't grow up being rich at all, like with not many means. My parents struggled, but that's next level, man. Yeah, dude. And the fact that she was so matter of fact about it and calling it yeah. a pussy for being able to not deal with it. I mean, homeboy was a little bit too much, though. He was too extra. Like, he, yeah, he, was he extra. shipped, like, I guess he had that skin condition where he has to have, like, <laughs> 100 ply. I don't even know what level of, like, the thread count of his yeah. sheets. Dude, you sleep in a freaking cardboard box when you're there, dude. So I'm just like, he would not survive. Not at all, man. Oh, man. I, I feel like whenever you see uh, people who sweat profusely and they go to, like, these third world countries like the Philippines, especially in the summer, there's no way they can survive, man. That guy's shirt was, like, completely drenched. And you see all the other surrounding people, they're, like, not beating a sweat at all. It's, like, yeah. normal life. Yeah, man. He felt like he was so violated by her but i'm just like bro do you understand the context with which why you are there like i mean it's a transaction don't get it twisted but that's you know that discussion what are you talking is... about man you're killing you're killing the the fantasy of it man they're they're, they're know, marrying man. for love i don't know man i've seen too many of those uh situations over there and i, I wanted to ask aldis since he's he's been to the philippines recently do you see like a bunch of old white dudes there sometimes just like scamming sometimes all the time um <laughs> even our lobby at the hotel we stayed at in manila like there's just a lot of like prostitutes in the lobby just kind of mm. trying to catch a lick honestly Damn. they they Toilet. flex they flex their johns like they're like fucking jordans over there dude those girls <laughs> yeah they straight up like these are like yeah the taller the john or you know whatever if he's repping like some kind of luxury shit they love that stuff they'll strut the malls dude just wow. with their with their with their homeboys, so it's kind of sad seeing our uh, our sisters uh, subjecting themselves to that. But hey, man, if you're living in a freaking house with electrical wiring, uh, that's you know that's close to a thunderstorm. I mean, you got to just kind of find a way to survive. So it is what it is. Yeah. Let's move on, man. Let's move on. <laughs> I, you know what? I I I would Heavy. love to travel. To, I would love to travel to travel to the Philippines with you too, though. I feel like you guys would show me a good time. You'd be yeah. a change man, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah, actually, it's 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 one of my goals actually to actually uh, go to the homeland with Al. But I don't know if the the stars will align. I think it would be one of the dopest experiences. 
Uh, before we're I 40, agree. JC, we'll do it. Jack, you're invited too. <laughs> All right. All right. Before 40, that's that's the that's the goal. Before 40. <laughs> Let's move on to the MJ doc before we uh, get on to our, our main topic today, which I'm really actually excited to talk about the main topic. But you guys watched the MJ doc today. I didn't. So, you know, I kind of want to get your insights about it. Is it as good as people are hyping it to be? Everyone's hyped about it, bro. At least all the sports fans. Well, how did you feel about it? Did you watch it yet or no? I didn't. JC did, though. Well, oh, I watched it too. I mean, I'll go first because I know JC has a hot take. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the first two episodes, I think if you're, if you're born in the 90s or if you have like a decent inside of how basketball works nothing's really groundbreaking but like the biggest joys that i got out of watching this is just like seeing all of the behind the scenes shit obviously of michael jordan talking mad shit to his teammates about (laughs) like not playing hard in practice um i forgot who it was that he wouldn't give a hug to in scott burrow scott (laughs) that's right scott (laughs) that shit was comedy so i mean like (laughs) you know they're, they're building towards I mean, I mean, they're establishing these characters for people that have never seen the Bulls um, in their mm. lifetime. So, I mean, I had a good time watching it. And I was telling you guys beforehand that if they dropped all 10, I'd probably watch all 10 like in a row just because like, you know, that's my era. And so um, I got a kick out of it. I mean, you're sleeping at 5 a.m. too, so you would have plenty of time to watch I, I all 10 in a row. Skip a day of Animal Crossing. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll tell you this, this documentary, I guess... MJ did not give a, a go signal to, to, to release this shit for 20 years. So coming into tonight, like there's a lot of hype. Like what the fuck is MJ actually trying to hide? Why would mm-hmm. he not want this out there? So coming into the to this whole thing, I was just like, holy shit, man. We're going to see some crazy fucking shit. Um, um, and coming in, my expectations were super sky high. I was like, mm. you know, given that situation... I was like, man, I'm gonna, you know, this is gonna be like I was, I was salivating. I was like, freaking rubbing my 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 hands. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be dope. Uh, so my expectations were were sky high. Um, and watching it, you know what? After Al kind of gave that perspective, there is an unprecedented amount of of of, of like background, uh, I guess, uh, whatever behind the scenes, film, behind the scenes film on that like exactly like that scott burrell sort of interaction you never saw that shit before but i was telling jack before this recording i was like dude i have like i'm like this is like what got me into basketball jordan and the bulls so like i was i was fucking obsessed with this shit i've seen all the michael jordan documentaries come fly with me the whole series all those chicago bulls championship dvds you know what i mean michael jordan to the max so like, it's been a minute since I've watched it, but I've seen a lot of perspectives already, uh, you know, with this particular team. And I think the first episode was really kind of like what Al was saying, really building up. They were trying to create, you know, a backstory for the characters. So at least with a lot of the legacy stuff mm. prior to that particular season that they were focusing on, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of know what's happened before already. So I don't yeah. mean to be a contrarian about it. I think a combination of having super sky high expectations, plus the fact that I've seen a shit ton of like Chicago Bulls Jordan content, I was like, I was, I, I left a little, I was left a little underwhelmed after the first mm. episode. 
but then they kind of got going on the second episode already because they were kind of focusing on like the t the key players i think uh episode two was focusing on pippin just mm. a little bit of like background on who he is and then just a lot more information in depth about his whole situation contracts all of that this stuff so i think it's going to get more juicy as as the series goes on i guess, I guess there's 10 episodes right so there's so much more to uncover but like did the you first... hear the reason why or did you hear the reason why mj decided to release the documentary though um what was the reason? i i read that when hmm. lebron won the title for cleveland and he was being anointed as the best ever oh he MJ didn't want that to go down. Damn. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there that this season happened where we won six. And uh, I guess that was the triggering point. Allegedly. Yeah. I could be wrong. No, I mean, I've, 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 I've read the same. It, it, I guess the timeline was after the 2016, uh, I guess, championship. Fuck that season, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, that's when MJ had that kind of change of heart. So it actually kind of makes sense if that was the case. It's interesting because I've, I've seen quotes that MJ has said that people watching this likely won't like him after watching the doc. So as a, as a PR ploy to, I guess, you know, up his image, I'm surprised that he said that then. I haven't watched the first two episodes. I mean, as an MJ fan and also I'm like you guys, like my youth was, t- my entryway into basketball was MJ at the time because what we were like, you know, 12, 13 around that time when MJ was at his height. I was thinking like, hey, I already know this about MJ, but for a lot of people, they don't know this about MJ that he like aside from the be like Mike and all this stuff like um, Space Jam, like he that guy's a ruthless killer, dude. I think a lot of people who just follow him casually, you don't you wouldn't know that because like as far as a commercial, people don't people don't think Mike as like a killer. They I love him. Gonna, I was gonna say when he made that quote about how people are not gonna like him. Yeah, I think it's kind of well known that Michael Jordan's actually like a huge. A huge piece of shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I I always thought like the common person would know, like like my mom. She knows who MJ is, but I don't think she knows that MJ's a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you have to have a little bit more insight into like the sports world to actually kind of know how his competitive fire really ran. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he'd make Kobe look like a choir boy. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in many yeah. ways, Kobe patterned his kind of approach to, to MJ. He was like the he he was like patient zero. He was the first one to actually really have that that competitive fire. So yeah. it's interesting. That's what made it re- like my expectation sky high because I was just like, yeah, man, I don't know. I actually I actually don't really understand the debate between LeBron and MJ. I mean, I, I don't really like getting to to this whole like who's the best because I I think that's all subjective. But at the same time. There really isn't much of an argument. I don't. I mean, sure, you can look at stats and stuff like that, but like, dude has six championships, dude. <laughs> I mean, how how much better can you get than that? You can't. There's coming there's from nobody a Laker else. fan, man. That's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean, just keeping it real. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think LeBron's better, but <laughs> <laughs> what a troll! <laughs> I'm not trolling. I, I think. Wait, he's... as a just just as a talent, you mean? Like career wise. Are... Yeah. So, yeah, both. Career really? Yeah. Wait, so what's your argument? I'm actually shocked. It's a hot take. Hot take. That is a hot take. It's not that hot of a take. The man went to how many finals consecutively? Yeah, but he didn't execute through all the finals, though. He's playing against better competition, too. Yeah, that I can see. You can make an argument. But it's like, it, at the end, it's He's about results, though. He's playing against way better competition, mind you, as well. But, but it's like, way we can better. only... you. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But... 
MJ can't help that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like LeBron can't help his. Like, if LeBron was in MJ's time, you can't guarantee he would have won six, though, right? He would have won. You can't. 14. If, who would have guarded LeBron James in 1994? Fucking Dwayne Coswell? Are you kidding me? LeBron would have scored 140 points. Tyrone right. Hill, man. Tyrone Hill would lock him <laughs> up, man. What cab driver is going to fucking guard LeBron James like in 1993, dude? There's no fucking way. Well, LeBron James is Carl Malone with handles, and like it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I see Al's crazy. point. Yeah. I see Al's huh? point, but then. I don't know, man. There wouldn't be a LeBron James without MJ. You know what I mean? So, so do you think if MJ played now, like what kind of what kind of like game he, do you think? Who would he be? Yeah, who would he be? Would he be one of the? Would he be the best player in the league? Like, or if not, what top three? Bar fucking top none, three. bro. Yeah, he would. He would be. Yeah, that's what I'm, 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 I'm asking. He's a scrub, but I mean, if well, I know LeBron that. James. Well, no, that's why I said top three. Like, would he be top three? Yeah, would he be dude. top? Would he be number one? And in 2020, given like where people are at in their careers, yeah. I mean, he's probably better than LeBron, I guess. Mm-hmm. If we're putting prime MJ, yeah, we're talking we're talking about prime, of course. Yeah. No, Mike Mike's the closer. That's the biggest argument. I mean, it's just you know he he, he refused to lose, and you know LeBron. I mean, prime have... MJ or like Miami LeBron though. I would probably have Miami mm. LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can't have them kind of you can't match them up in a vacuum you know what i mean like it's a you can't. it's a five on five game lebron had d wade he had chris bosh you know mj had, it's just it's it's tough well, man I, I think in terms of uh talent standpoint i think there's not no one like lebron that's for sure like just just, just talking just about his, his body, athleticism dude, his, yeah his body and his athleticism is like oh. unparalleled to me yeah, man. Well, I'm right. just, just look at some humble opinion. Is you, all you look at some of those MJ tapes, though. <laughs> <laughs> the athleticism is pretty out of the out of the world, too, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't sleep on Mike's uh, Mike strength, but dude, I mean, you know what two, Mike's two, strength? Two sixty versus two two twelve, two eighteen. I mean, dude, Mike had the hands though. His hands were huge, man. Like he could palm the ball like Kawhi. Yeah, it's just it's it's tough, man. You just can't you can't you can't compare it. Look, I'm not trying to hate on either one. I mean, both are amazing talents. Both are like, I feel like for anyone to argue and like get all worked up, it's kind of stupid just because just freaking appreciate that both played and were at the height of the game and weren't, didn't get as that injured throughout their careers. I just feel JC clutching his Jordan threes right now. <laughs> he, <laughs> has, uh, he hasn't actually contributed to this Jordan conversation. Jordan 11's conquered. Get it right, man. I'm, I'm looking at my conquers right now and I'm just like, fuck any LeBron. <laughs> hey, LeBron! LeBron three is good. It's a good shoot, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I actually, I actually don't mind the. the man, Al's Al's a uh, Al, Al caught me off guard, man. Yeah, Al, Al caught me actually, off guard. We're shook right now. We're shook. I'm just like, I feel like Craig Elo right now. I'm just like, I'm stumbling all over. I was like, what the, where the fuck did that take come from? I thought we were gonna talk about uh, side hustles. Now we we're talking about MJ versus LeBron. But we, we will have to revisit team. that shit, man. Yeah, holy that's shit. Fine. Um, that's that's crazy. I see it though. I see where you're coming. No, from. No, no. I feel I feel the take. I don't. I, I don't. I, I. I. The argument can be made. It's arguable. It's arguable. Yeah. Yeah. It's debatable. And we shall debate. Well, I'll tell you what. If if, if not MJ, if LeBron wins a title with the Lakers, then yeah, I'll put him above Mike. <laughs> he Easy for me. Then. This year, this year yeah. we'll get the COVID championship. 
no fans in attendance. No parade. Titles to me aren't that important. Well, That's because you're a, a Sacramento Kings, fan. Exactly, because we're a Kings fan. As a Sacramento Kings fan, it's not really that big of a deal, guys. That's Chris Webber, dude. That's Al has a very unique perspective yeah, to this exactly, argument. Exactly. Titles, not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, wh- whatever, whatever gets you through every season, man. It is what it is. But uh... look at this high, mighty JC after his fucking five year dynasty run, talking shit to the little guy now. I like it. Hey, wait, flashback, like. What seven years ago, JC was like, "Titles aren't a big deal." <laughs> yeah, Monte House is fine, guys. He's a great. Yeah. <laughs> what is Monte House a true warrior? It's, it's all it's all for the competition, right? I don't know. It's been a good ten year run, starting with the Giants. So you know, rings, rings are rings are the new benchmark, unfortunately. So. I sent an article to JC uh, a couple of days ago saying that the the uh, the Niners not winning the title was a blessing in disguise because of COVID. Like if the parade would have given like an outbreak in uh, in San Francisco, and he was like, "Yeah, the title is not that important. Yeah, man. <laughs> People's lives are more important. Lives here, man. <laughs> Definitely, lives are much more important. I would I would easily put that Super Bowl <laughs> just to not have to go through this fucking past eight weeks. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I'm thinking about the trade-offs right now. <laughs> I thought I thought championships were important, bro. You know what I was thinking right now? He's like, how many lives would I trade for a title for the Kings right now? <laughs> He's is doing the calculations. Better, is it for the greater good if I just go if I can get that one parade on J Street the next day, or the, you know? Before I decide, you know, hey, that's how hardcore of a fan Al is. Like he's thinking about what's what's the value of my life? <laughs> Would I shave ten years off my life? Oh, easily. Darren Fox, fucking on the on the float in downtown Sac. Yeah, forget it, Maybe dude. That that's that's a harder take than LeBron over yeah, MJ right that's, now. That's like slinging hot takes. Man. I think you, you're not getting enough sleep, bro. So I think Maybe. Maybe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's got COVID uh, brain right now. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, let, let's let we're twenty five minutes in. Let's let's get into our our main topic, man. Yeah, man. Actually, I brought <laughs> this up. Rest <laughs> yeah. of epic proportions. Damn, dude. So so I wanted to talk about the. I want to bring Alan specifically. We want to bring Alan because you probably have the most experience in the reseller market, and I am just a little like minnow compared to you guys because you guys are selling shoes i i, do, I don't sell shoes but i sell like a lot of uh, toys especially from uh, comic-con and i got into this oof, probably seven eight years ago unexpectedly and i didn't understand it until maybe a year or two going to comic-con that damn like there's a lot of money to be made uh in the reseller market for specifically funko pops oh shit and, you're one of those guys yeah okay. yeah dude it's it's on. It's hardcore, man. And yeah. the first year, so I'll, I'll kind of give my entryway point. So the, I started going to Comic-Con to help my friend who runs a booth. Um, he sells like little plush toys. So when I when I started helping him, like I got in as a vendor, right? So we hopped onto this line, this Funko line. And at the time, it wasn't as big as it is now. And I was just standing in line and they're like, once I got to the front, they're like, what do you want to buy? I was kind of like, I don't know. I just, you know, people tell me I should buy stuff. So I bought this little Loki Funko Pop that was like I think it was like limited to like maybe 500 people I went home after after the whole show and I just had it sitting there for a year and I, I bought some other other um, pops 
And after a year, I was like, eh, I'm just gonna go on eBay. I'm kind of lazy to create a profile. And I searched it up and I was like, holy shit, it's going for like $800. And I bought it for like 15. And that's when nice. I was like, all right, let's, let's do this, baby. <laughs> so the next year I went, I kind of went uh, a little a little crazy there, bought a bunch of shit. Um, and I, there's, there's, there's some other stories that I'll, I'll tell about how I got these, these Funko Pops because it, it's pretty nuts to get, to even get the chance to buy these because there are people who are like lining up like what on sleeping over or sleeping outside to try to get a chance at these to get to the lottery and stuff like that so um that's kind of my my entryway to a reseller's market but for you guys before we we talk about my stories of dealing with uh customers or like uh, buyers you guys you guys are well into shoes what else you guys are sneakerheads so stuff (laughs) stuff i feel like al's into a lot of stuff yeah yeah i mean just uh, i like a lot of things um that also have a really um what's the word i'm looking for with the crowd that's really into like collecting like that subculture right so records sneakers Mm -hmm. uh wrestling video games and so you want my whole history my whole sure i mean i've I've always been like selling these things like through the internet through the mail since Mm -hmm. i was a teenager like and that started off with with wrestling um it was kind of hard to obtain like Japanese wrestling tapes. And so what mm. I would do is like, there was like a, a video store in Sacramento that would record weekly um, TV. And uh, I would flip those for like rare tapes or I just flip them for cash wow. and just kind of snowballed. And, you know, I had some, some nice like lunch money, you know, and uh, from there I went to sneakers and records. Um, these days I, I buy a lot of vintage clothes uh, because mm. like, I mean, for you to, to hit on something that's, eight hundred dollars from like a fifteen dollar profit or from a fifteen dollar purchase i mean it's a pretty good markup right oh yeah so with, with yeah. vintage tees like i mean i found a dmx long sleeve at goodwill a couple months ago for like three bucks wow and that turned into 120 wow holy that's, shit that's amazing so like, dude you know it's it's partly the hunt like mm-hmm. it's actually more of the hunt than it is about the cash right it's just like yeah. a hobby i've turned a, a hobby into another hobby i suppose yeah I mean, knowing Jay-Z for a long time, it's really about the hunt. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the hunt. For me, I've always been a collector. Like, I just hoard shit. Like, like when I get into things, I get in real deep into the subculture. And shoes is, I mean, being a hooper, like, it's always been a part of, like, my DNA, right? So it's always something that I've kind of used to express myself. Uh, you know, I've always been into sneakers when I could afford it. Um so I just started just kind of compiling like this this archive of like fucking memories that I associate with each, you know, each pair that I have. Um, and, you know, in order to essentially just kind of uh, propagate and continue my, my, my hobby, I, I, I needed to get into the, the resale market to just kind of help fund my my thing pretty much. Mm. Um, so I understand the market pretty well. At least I, I I'd like to think uh, at least the, you know the non hype pieces because I'm more of an OG. Uh, I kind of understand that market a little bit better, uh, but it never always was about the the profits and the reselling, right? I I wasn't in it for the money, and I'm not trying to like you know you know to be self righteous, like you know what I mean. I think I was in more for the hunt. Mm-hmm. And I just needed the money to help kind of fund the obsession. And that's the way that I kind of got into it. And, you know, 
Yeah. eBay is a treasure trove in terms of getting like old pieces that you couldn't afford back in the day in terms of shoes, man. So like, you know, I, I, I love being able to kind of find stuff from like the mid nineties, late nineties, and just being able to kind of add that to the archive. It's ridiculous how big the collection is. I don't, you know, I, I don't have, I, I don't have the time to wear any of it. And it's actually kind of stupid to have all of it, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of do all right in terms of just kind of reselling stuff, um, just to kind of uh, keep the hobby going, but I'm slowing down big time, but reselling is, you know, it's a lifestyle, bro. It's definitely a lifestyle. Yeah. To build upon that, like I'll find pieces that I don't particularly care for just for trade bait. Like, mm -hmm. if I know that a shirt is valuable, if I know some shoes are valuable and people want them and I don't particularly care for them, like, I have no problem buying as many as I can just to get the piece that I want. And so, like, that's also, like, a, a shortcut for me personally to, like, get my collection to where I want it, whether that be video games or sneakers or T-shirts or weird polo sport pieces from 1996 because uh, that's just my era. How do you how do you know like what the market value like for sneakers we have like platforms like StockX go just to kind of give us a, a sense for the market value but like how do you do that with like vintage like like DMX shirts and shit like that bro like I'm curious man you know what the funny thing is about vintage is that like the market's pretty I don't know if volatile's the right word but like you can mm. like you kind of can just like fuck with it however you want like for example there was like these these Japanese wrestling tees that like no one really cared for. Mm. And I posted one up just wearing it and people were kind of freaking out like on, on the virtual pros Instagram, mm. like, yo, where'd you get that? And you can kind of just put people on. And it got to a point where there's like, uh, this store in Japan, uh, they buy and sell Japanese goods. It's like a round two, but for Japanese wrestling, um, they started to mark up their prices more because they saw more people buying these shirts. Wow. I feel like, cause we started posting about <laughs> it. And so like. I feel like the right filter and the right like you know presentation can really drive a price up uh, on particular pieces uh, out of nowhere. See, that's a light years ahead approach, man. Because you know, if you can dictate supply yeah. and demand by creating the hype, then that's yeah. you know that's what kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, well, I actually have a voice. Like, yeah. Uh, in regards to this this weird little niche market that's so fucking sneakers dope. i feel like i mean you see with travis scott i mean he wore a pair of sb bucks which seven years ago was worth dirt and now it's going for like a thousand dollars so it really just depends on on who's marketing that piece to make it really go up uh, in terms of value and hype that is crazy. i i personally don't understand what who who determines or what determines these values and like like Al said I feel like it's it can be really random you just can't it's hard to predict right even like let's say we're talking about Funko Pop vinyl dolls or, or vinyl pops right yeah. figures I mean there's yeah like there's certain items that you know are gonna do well likely because they're rare just because they're rare yes. they, it has to be rare to begin with right it has to be a limited release sure. but then there are a lot of things that I've held on to that have decreased in value some things that i've never expected that increased in value like i remember i had i was holding on to this um cheshire cat like funko pop it i was like man what? i'm not gonna sell this now because it's not worth anything so i just held on to it two years later thing was like again i bought it for 15 and freaking sold for 300 i have no idea why i have zero clue why supply like, and demand bro was I there guess. A movie about it did someone post about it? i'm sure no there's there, like a personality like in the funko there might have been world right 
What it might have been. Was it like the, from Alice in Wonderland? What the fuck? Yeah, was that? it's Alice in Wonderland. I, I don't. I, I can't really recall a movie being released at that time, but who knows though? It, 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 I'm sure it's supply and demand. Like maybe at that point, like the the limited supply became very like even more limited that people weren't reselling anymore, and mine just happened to be. I just came in at the right time to sell it. So yeah, I mean timing is everything too, right, Al? My friend, he used to work at Walgreens, and Walgreens used to get exclusive Funko Pops, and he would mm-hmm. fucking eat because mm-hmm. they would just never hit the floor. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just to speak on rarity, I mean, like if you can't even get your hands on the product because people are sabotaging um, shipments, I mean, that can drive the price up, obviously, as well. You know what? My, my, my recent um, sort of experience with supply and demand is when Kobe passed. It really sucks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but like, I know the pro trolls were sitting on outlets last mm. year. They were mm-hmm. they were selling for like seventy five bucks. You know, the next day Kobe, you know, the the Kobe tragedy happened. All of yeah. those things, fucking four hundred dollars. These yeah. were sitting on the outlets, man. They were bricks. Um, you know, and it's just, I mean, yeah. All of a sudden, there's like some nostalgia that's kind of triggered, and then people are trying to get some pieces you know and it's just like I, I remember i bought the chaos colorway before it all happened man mm-hmm. and you know there was no hype whatsoever i remember just walking in in a store copping it um and just no problem now they're like legit 400 dollars. i don't know how i haven't checked the market since covid mm-hmm. i feel like covid fucked the market <laughs> big time um but you know is that true al like that you that a lot of pieces that you've seen or like you've been tracking has covid changed uh buyers patterns or buyers willingness to buy uh, yeah absolutely i think it's a mm. buyer's market right now in terms mm-hmm. of just like luxury goods because i mean for one like yeah. <laughs> a lot of people's uh you know walls are getting checked right now for sure and two like where are you gonna wear this shit but i mean <laughs> uh, dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> who are you gonna flex to <laughs> yeah i mean to speak on jc's point though about kobe like you know at the end of the day people will just pay a premium to make it seem like they were down yeah yeah i agree yeah speak speak yeah speaking knowledge right here man this tastemaker's perspective right there man you know you get it it's the only way to kind of get ahead of the market with regards to that so maybe it's a good time to actually stock up on inventory right now not to kind of think about it that way but if you have the opportunity to do so it might not be a bad deal it was what's interesting is like i was reading on the news when wuhan reopened or when china reopened um there was like like revenge shopping that was happening dude like all the fucking <laughs> demon shops no i i shit you not and i you know i haven't fact checked it so don't quote me on it but i felt like like a lot of the luxury goods were getting i've heard like, that like too it swooped up you know i guess people were just kind of they were they people were, are pent up though yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah. And they just wanted to fucking spend uh when it happened so you know at least it uh, economically speaking there might be like a, a little bit of an uptick once you know people kind of have a little bit more time and, and opportunity to actually kind of flex with these products really interesting in this time al are you still looking like since you can't go out and shop anymore are you still scouring looking for stuff to buy so you can resell dude so i have a package that's been at narita airport for three weeks because what is leaving and so i can't even do that anymore man i can't even fucking online shop so uh that's been a bummer uh there's 
there are some fucking things in that package too like old polo sport jackets wow um maybe there's like an old king's like crew neck in there as well like there's some things that like i just want to like hold and look at and laugh at you know but um in terms of just like because that's where i usually buy all my shit is from japan because yeah for the most part like i mean they, they come here to buy all of our vintage stuff mm-hmm. and sell it at a super premium like um when i was in japan in january um there was a silver tag nike windbreaker and i know they probably got it at some goodwill for two dollars and i paid uh not two dollars for it wow. so <laughs> i feel like I'm doing, I'm doing an american duty to bring that shit back to uh the good old usa and uh mm. flex but yeah i i can't even really get my hands on what i want these days just because um i have a packet a package there and uh there's one in the UK too that's been on hold since the 26th. Wow. So, I mean, I can I can like scour the internet for things like I have my eye on, but I can't I can't hold it. Yeah. Um, who buys this shit? Like, I'm actually kind of curious. At least for those particular, like, who buys the Funkos, man? Like, who buys the? Vintage? Honestly, it, it's a wide range of people. Do you have pe- like parents buying it for their kids? A lot of times, you have like people who are just hardcore collectors. I would say. 70% is hardcore collectors. 30, the other 30% is just like, oh, like I I know my kid really wants this. That's why I'm buying it. And then just like they'll buy it at a obviously it has to you know, the market dictates the price, right? And we'll get into dealing with uh buyers <laughs> even though the market dictates a the price. There's a tons of people out there who want to undercut the market and just bully you <laughs> to like sell things for way cheaper. I'm like, "Why? Why would I sell this to you cheaper? It's Look at the market, man. There's no reason for me to sell it to you cheaper. Um, but yeah, that's that's really, for the most part, you know, hardcore collectors. I mean, some people will be like, oh, they're hardcore nerds and stuff like that, which is true. Like any any underbelly or like subdivision of a culture is like, you know, hardcore people, you can call them nerds or whatever. But but nerds are cool now, dude. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a crazy thing. Like yeah. Comic-Con has made nerds much cooler. Like these things that were nerdy before, like comic books and stuff like that, this is mainstream now. We're not talking about like a bunch of, you know, what people used to view as losers, like going to a comic book store and hanging out. This is like big money now. So it's it's not even that stigma doesn't really exist as much anymore, yeah. I feel. Like look at CW and all that stuff. Like Marvel. This is like this is it's that's in the past now. It's big business now. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like comic book guys, like that's, you know, from The Simpsons, that's like your typical kind of, yeah. you know, comic geek. But now it's, yeah. comic is chic in many ways, it's true. What how, about, about, how about you, Al? Yeah. What is your, like, demo usually? Yeah, who buys this shit? Yeah. I don't know, man. I see an email, I see an address, <laughs> and I just write it out. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but are they are they here in the in northern northern america north america like are they in japan like who the fuck yeah that's so funny um now to think about it a lot of wrestling stuff goes to florida for sure. really <laughs> oh goes to florida um ireland actually, ireland like, they buy dude they love the virtual pros out there i can't describe wow. it. australia um <laughs> people buy our teams um I was like Conor McGregor over there. But... <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like clothes, though, yeah, that's all over because I mean, like, you know, sneakers are kind of universal these days. But um, even with video games and records, there's not like one particular demographic. Yeah. Damn, you're you're international, bro. Wow. I know it feels good. That's but amazing, dude. That's 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 the way to expand the the marketplace, man. It's a global marketplace now, Jack. You got to be able to. Dude. Kinda... 
JC and I are like peons. Like we just go and we try to buy stuff and we'll sell stuff. But like you're actually creating demand, dude. <laughs> that's yeah, totally man. different, man. That's next level right here. I think that's like one of the only things I've done with that virtual mm-hmm. pros account is uh, I, I just know that I had an effect on it because no one gave a fuck about these t-shirts uh, in yeah. 2016 and 2017. And then all of a sudden people did. And But I feel like a lot of it is at the end of the day, it's like authenticity, right? As long as you're authentic, for example, like for you, Al, like your virtual pros podcast, like you guys are authentic. You guys are just being yourself and whatever comes with that, like you create something like people who, who like your authenticity and then they buy into that. That's really what, you know, what hype is, right? Like people are buying into what what's authentic and then they're just hyping it up. Like other people are hyping it up. Maybe they're not as authentic, but they want to be you basically, or like not you, but they want to like carry that authenticity too. They think, oh, I'm going to buy this. And it's it, it's gonna my flex is I can be as authentic as this other person that's wearing it, maybe not you, but let's say Kanye or whatever, whoever else is one of these like trendsetters or whatever. See, I I think that's fair. I mean, like, is some people value a cosign much more mm-hmm. highly than others? Like I was mm-hmm. talking about with Travis Scott, you know, people like his music, yeah. and so naturally they're gonna gravitate towards you know what he's wearing, and so. Anything that he's worn in the past year or so has just gone up in price like significantly. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people people do want that cosign at the end of the day for whatever reason. Yeah, what's is what's there funny a specific? Is, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, no, no, what's funny is it's like a, the more you try to get that cosign, you kind of lose that authenticity. So it's just mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of an interesting kind of dynamic with regards to that. But hey, man, we're, yeah. we live in the world that you know that loves likes, that loves subscri- subscription subs smash that subscribe button we say that shit all the time you know what i mean but it's, it's like you know you know being able to kind of have your imprint out there so yeah this is the world we live in i find that kind of interesting like i i didn't get into podcasting to be like hey you know what i want a bunch of people listening you get into it because you're like oh i just want to chat right oh well, at least for me personally this is not the case for other people but at some point, you're just like, I, I'm not going to just do this just to chat with my friend and record shit, right? Like, people should, I would want people to listen. <laughs> Otherwise, I could just talk to you on the phone, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I, w- I want those subs. I want those. those subs. <laughs> hey, everybody, listen. Subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> hey, you got to you gotta have a sales team. <laughs> yeah, man. It is what it is. If anything, I'm just trying to funnel in more uh, hits on my uh, my eBay account because I need to do some <laughs> merchandise. I'm I'm falling behind right now. COVID. Fuck COVID. Hey Al, what's what's your uh, what I guess platform do you like selling stuff most on? I mean, I know different platforms sell different things. Like eBay is really wide, right? But like you have StockX, you have Go, and that's primarily what shoes. Uh, I, I'm not well versed in this stuff. Like, what's the benefit or like the the pros and cons of each platform that you can sell on? I've never sold on uh, Goat or oh. StockX. Oh, um, the, the best okay. way to do it is is one to one, honestly, through the DM. Really, That's the best way to do dude, it, dude. Yeah. I was talking to JC about this. I avoid the one to one because there's a bunch of weirdos out there, man. Yeah, we need stories, man. Yeah. So what's your what's your what's your main platform to 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 gain access to the weirdos to one on one Craigslist? Yeah, God, I mean, you were Craigslist. you were there for a couple of those. Oh JC, shit! You Damn, you saw on Craigslist? I thought that was like IG, and someone hit you up. That was fucking Craigslist. Oh wow! Yeah, dude. So like that was when I was like heavy because it was a lot easier to get sneakers back in the day as opposed to mm. now with the fucking drawing shit. But yeah, I mean, one to ones 
all in cash that's always nice to see i mean you gotta understand that you're gonna deal with weirdos because they're searching for this like very specific thing to buy yeah with actual currency uh, but i mean for the most part like i get a lot of normal people and like for me mm. like i don't think it's weird that i look for weird stuff on the internet either i mean i do it as well so maybe we're just both being weird together yeah but the effort level that's involved to do a one-on-one -on -one meetup is like at least for me i'm a I'm more of a an online shipper seller i would actually yeah. compromise uh the fees to an extent to an extent we can talk about the fees uh, in a little bit yeah uh, just not to deal with the fucking crazies out there man um so yes it's good to have instant money it's good not for paypal to fucking rape me on shit but like in person um i don't know man this is like a risk involved actually uh, al so what's your what's your um what's what's the right word what's the steps that you take or like advice that you would give to be like, all right if i want to sell on craigslist and i'm going to be meeting people what's the game plan usually obviously meet at a public place but you know <laughs> i haven't done the craigslist thing in a while um oh, okay right. but when i did yeah obviously in a public place but like <laughs> My bring a gun level. i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> concealed concealed gun <laughs> also yeah come strapped that's number two um, <laughs> what i would do is i would um make sure that um my back was towards the door so they couldn't run out on me Ooh, good one that's a good one but i haven't had to do that <laughs> luckily you know everything's yeah. uh, gone pretty smoothly I'm, I'm sure um if i kept on going with these one-to-ones on craigslist uh, could have gone kind of dicey but i mean has anyone ever showed up and been like yeah man like i want to negotiate now after they agreed the shittiest thing that has happened to me actually is uh i was selling some like wheat air force one uh mids for like 220 right and uh, uh -huh. it, it, i was like just meet me in front of my work i don't care was, i had a starbucks over there and yeah. uh we meet up and he's like i have 210 and i'm like it's fine don't worry about it um, he gets in his car and it's a fucking Porsche and I was like what you motherfucker <laughs> damn and uh, yeah I mean I, I mean I probably should have been like uh, I'll just wait for that 10 bucks but I mean the markup at that time was so high anyway I was just like yeah. I already doubled up I don't care if you don't have 10 dollars but that's the reason why you're driving that shit man <laughs> hey man uh, that, that, that's a Mark Cuban fucking golden rule dude if you can pay in cash you, you have the rights to negotiate that's true that's true man I, I've never sold on Craigslist so it's it's something that I, I've avoided just because I don't know just, just just I mean obviously you save on the fees and you get straight cash you have to report anything but still I don't know it's, it's a lot of work I feel have you been burned Jack why, why are you just yeah why are you, you so paranoid man well, I've been burned on eBay already, and what happened? because eBay eBay normally sides with the with the buyer. Yeah, they, so, no, they always they, yeah they always side with the buyer. You're correct. Yeah, so a lot of times, let's say somebody buy an item from me, and I keep my stuff pristine, bro, like super pristine. All right, so all the items I ship are honestly like for it to be damaged. Sure, it can happen. I'm not I'm not saying it can't, but for the most part, my record's really good. And sometimes these people will like say all of a sudden over there they'll be like, oh, it's damaged or whatever. And I'll just be like, all right, send it back or take a picture. People have like haggled me over stuff like that where they'll send back some suspect pictures that I'm like, doesn't seem like any damage. Just send it back then. I'll, I'll refund you. But they'll hold up the item. And then there's been times where they'll re like they'll threaten to, to 
uh, contact eBay and say like, I don't know, they, I sold them an item that was damaged and I'm not responding well to them. I know there's a lot of like, there's history and chat they can check and stuff like that. But I've been burned before where eBay will just side with the buyer where I lose out on some money. And that, that always sucks. And I just like, oh, I don't want to deal with real life people, like people in real life. If just dealing online sometimes can be really difficult. That Yeah, that fucking sucks, man, with eBay. I mean, I guess it just... Like, I, for me, I feel like you have to kind of really expect a certain percentage of your, your, your buyers yeah. to be trash, pretty much. Like, for me, as long as I can kind of keep the, the percentage to, like, maybe 10%, like, one out of every 10 transactions, if I have a flake, a non-paying bidder, a guy who complains or threatens to, to, to do something after the fact, I'll fucking take those chances. But I've got some crazy experiences where i've mm. sold a pair of shoes and the guy wants to return it because it doesn't fit and i'm just like bro you seen the size it took a picture of what this is you know for a fact that you just didn't want to wear that shit or you change your mind and you're treating me like a fucking footlocker and the guy actually even threatened me bro like he actually wow. was like yeah i know your address and Whoa. i was i was fucking spooked because he was like yeah i got guys over there in, in, in the bay area i was like holy shit this motherfucker is actually gonna be able to and he, he shipped the item back but nothing really happened um yeah. i've had guys haggle um to the point where they say it's you know whatever like the same thing that they were happening to you uh i i've sold socks you know you know those stand socks that the yeah know, that you can buy at ross and marshall's and shit um those are legit, by the way. Yeah, exactly right. You can get them for steals, but now that uh, Stan stopped their partnership with the NBA, those things are like you know, you know, they're hard to find at this point. I wish I bought all of it out that day that we went. <laughs> no, those are Nike Elite socks, man. The Stan socks oh. are different, but oh, okay. but Never but mind. they're this they're the same. They're the same. They're the mm-hmm. same type. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. The sock game is pretty legit. Um, and I had a guy literally fucking try to haggle two dollars off the buy it now price i'm just like he was like yo i know how much you bought those for those were sitting at ross the whole time i'm just like bro this is still under msrp you can't find this anywhere don't tell me what the market is for this someone else is gonna buy this if you're not gonna buy it <laughs> and literally this guy did a back and forth for like fucking 10 messages with me so there are definitely some crazy crazies out there so no way I'm going to meet people in person just because, I don't know, man. I just don't trust people, <laughs> at least with the products I'm selling. Yeah, dude, I've been called weirdo. I've been called scumbag. And I'm the nicest guy, dude. Like, any correspondence with me, I'm super nice. If they're, like, <laughs> if they're aggressive even, I'm still nice. But people still, they'll, they'll offer me a price. For example, something I'm selling for 200 bucks, right? They'll be like, hey, 160. And I'll be, I'll politely say, look, I don't even have on my listing that you can give me offers. So you're just sending me a message out of the blue, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't even understand why you're even trying, but I'll I'll entertain. I'll say, I'll just apologize and be like, right now, currently, I'm not selling it at that price. I'm holding firm. But if I do reduce it, I'll let you know. And then those, some people will just start straight, it'll take a dive because they're actually pretty nice to begin with. They'll just be like, oh, I don't understand people like you who buy stuff, something for 15 bucks and trying to upcharge it like for regular folks like me. I'm like, I'm a regular folk too, man. Like this is the market price. What are you talking about? If you go somewhere else to buy it, but they'll call me weirdo. They'll call me scumbag for doing that. I'm like, all right, (laughs) I'm going to move on with my life. My brain must be so internet poisoned because I've had all of these like stories. And mm. like, I've been never phased by it, I guess, in terms of people <laughs> flaking. You built up a tough skin. <laughs> no wonder. 
I was like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, this guy told me one time like yeah. he wanted to cancel his bid because he couldn't pay rent, and I was like, well, you probably shouldn't have bought uh, this fucking T-shirt uh, for two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> if you wanted a, a roof over your head. And I just gave it back to him because uh, you know I have a Catholic guilt. In, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I just think that's just the cost of doing business at the end of the day is sometimes exactly. you can have like, you know, a shitty interaction or two. Exactly. Co- yeah, exactly. One out of ten, man. You expect you got to expect it. If the ratio is 50-50, then yeah, there's something wrong out there. But if you can kind of minimize that shit. Damn, Al is battle-tested, man. He is on No, I, Al is definitely <laughs> battle-tested. <laughs> this guy was meeting, he was meeting people on Craigslist long ago, man. <laughs> they've, always, they've always gone good. I don't know. I mean, I've met kids in parking lots. <laughs> I've met kids at Starbucks. I mean, it's just kind of second nature at this point. Yeah, I got a friend who's who's kind of like you, Al, but he doesn't he doesn't sell uh, vintage stuff. He sells some other things. Like he he's he's well versed in reseller marketing and all random stuff like whiskey or whatever, right? Like he'll go to Japan, he'll buy like some premium whiskey and bring back like a suitcase full of it, you know. Um, and he, he also meets people in person and he has the wildest stories too but it's all like a fun and games to him though he's just like alright people are going to be idiots and it is what it is but I'm still going to sell this shit premium price like I'm going to get tons of profit off of it so he doesn't give a shit you know yeah my friend he bought a bottle of Centauri um, mm. I think when we went to Japan in 2013 and he broke it open last year and I think that bottle was worth like $1600 holy Oof. shit and he probably bought it for like 50 and we just yeah. had it with fucking Popeye's chicken. And <laughs> it was one of the biggest flexes uh, I've ever seen. Shout out to Alvin if you're listening. Oh my God. What a fucking legend that guy is. Wow. 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 I, I think like I'll never get on that level though of like people like buying shit like on clearance and then like having that Amazon like account. That seems a little Ooh. too like um, <laughs> too much work for me personally because yeah. i have yeah. to like to me i have to like what i'm looking for i can't just be yeah. buying up like glue sticks for 40 cents and putting them <laughs> on ebay for two dollars i understand that like the profit margins are great but it just doesn't get me up yeah that's a very good point you kind of gotta you gotta like what you're doing i think i think jc and al like you guys are, are similar in the sense that you guys have to be into the stuff that you're buying like for me like i don't have an attachment to like these funko pops so i do think part of it if I don't have the access to it, I'm not going to seek it. You know, if I if I don't go to Comic-Con, which obviously Comic-Con's not even happening this year. So I'm not, yeah, like I don't have an incentive to be like, oh, I'm already think this stuff is dope. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to take my extra time where I have, you know, um, things when I'm chilling to look for this stuff and become more educated on the market, which is why you guys are really good at what you guys, you know, you, I trust when you guys give recommendations to me when i'm like hey man i'm looking for whatever a pair of kobe's can you give me an insight oh what's like what's honestly legit and what's not like i really respect your your opinions on that makes it easier to move stuff though if you don't like the stuff that you're you're buying no yeah that's true i have no attachment bro i have no attachment it's just straight pricing to me i look at the market price and i just sell it i don't i I don't have any attachment towards it at all because for me like i don't give a shit of on my travis scott jordan sixes I'm holding on to that just to make sure that the market price is a place where I'd like to have that that number. But every time I stare at it, I don't even fucking like Travis Scott, and I'm just like, oh, it's actually kind of looking pretty dope more and more. So, it's 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 a battle, man. But I that won't lie, it kind of took a dive though, huh? Yeah. Did man. it? Oh. 
unfortunately. I do yeah. like that shoe a lot, but just sixes look too big on my feet. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, but you got to wait it out. I mean, at this point, or I mean, whatever. If you got air retail, at least you're not taking big L's. But it's just playing the market. That's what happens. Yep. Yep. Just playing the market. So, uh, do you have a crazy shoe collection now? Um, I would say it's crazy. I think JC has a bigger collection, but I think like I've been collecting at this point for a little under twenty years. Wow! So, and I'll tell you this: our vibes are different. Like Al's mm, style yeah. is different uh, than mine. So it's like saying Jordan versus LeBron, dude. It's like it's it's just it's always debatable in terms of who has quote unquote a better collection because it's subjective, yeah. right? Like yeah. Al may not give a, a shit about, you know, some Jordan 3s, although I think it's crazy for anybody to shit on Jordan Black Red 3s, but you I know what I mean? It's 3s. just, what are you talking about? it's subjective. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, I, ice, I, I can't, what you know, you yeah, like SB Dunks, <laughs> like some Tiffany's, I would, I would never, I would never rock Tiff's. Just because it's not my vibe, I can't I can't pull that shit off. But you know, infrared sixes because I'm a bigger guy, I could rock that shit. So it's just like, it just really depends on you know, you know the person and what what creates that market, which makes you know the the shoe market so complex, especially for older pieces. Just because outside of the hype pieces, how do you really evaluate the market value for someone like that? So you got to know they're like sub subtypes for each kind of uh, category that you have. You know what I mean? So. Wait, wait. So I want to ask, like, what dictates JC you specifically? Do you are, are you dictated by what's valuable and that's what so you like it, or you're just purely going like, oh, I think that looks great. I'm just gonna buy it. Uh, what dictate? Well, I have two different tiers, man. We're gonna we're gonna go way over with regards to this. I have my performance because I play a lot, right? So I, I I like testing tech out. I like playing in different types of shoes, different brands. So that's one wing that I have. So I just like to play a performance shoes like newer stuff and then i have my casual whatever stuff to wear um and that's that's fueled by nostalgia right mm. all the shit that i didn't i didn't have a chance to cop when i was i was a kid uh for whatever reason i'm trying to kind of build that archive um so that's essentially what kind of fuels my collection right mm. i have Stuff that I trash when I play on the basketball court, although I have so many performance shoes that I can't really trash them just because the rotation is so big. And that's not a flex. That's just because that's what I like. And then I have my archive, which I don't even really kind of like I don't even have drills anymore. It's just, you know, it's just kind of maintaining, you know, whatever I have at this point. Um, and I don't know, man, just being older with kids, um, the passion is kind of gone away from at least the the nostalgia part mm. i feel like i've maxed out my utility there so that's why i've been trying to sell more um like sell, selling pieces on stock x i know al hates stock x fuck stock x wait why does al hate stock x why do you yeah regale us al why why is fuck stock x because i got my account jacked and <laughs> what? someone tried to buy like nine thousand dollars worth of shoes whoa um it didn't happen and i think this happened for a lot of people that used to buy with StockX. and yeah. plus you know it's always kind of been like a thing where they might be selling fakes because like mm. the amount of shoes that they get in like they can't be like authenticating that many shoes um 
in the way that they should. And so I've heard like, you know, there's some cracks in that uh, foundation over there. So uh, I'm a goat boy now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So goat vets their shoes better? That's what I've heard. I've never heard mm-hmm. anyone complain about um, mm-hmm. shoes being fake from from their end. StockX had that major data breach, and so Al's a victim. I'm a fucking victim too. We we talked about it on the pod where I got you know my inbox got blasted because someone's trying to access my shit, right? So the, I think StockX was that, and their fees are fucking they're crazy, man. Like their their fee structure is like what ten percent, nine percent. Just for an upcharge, they have like a processing fee. Now they charge tax and they charge shipping, so you could easily spend an extra forty bucks, uh, uh, in addition to the the price of the shoe, just to buy something, man. And that's too much. Goat is a yeah. little bit better, indeed. Yeah, so, bro. When I get my eBay fees and then the PayPal fees, I'm like, damn, I didn't make as much as I thought I did. <laughs> that's why you go in person. Get yeah, I'll... <laughs> straight cash, homie. I know. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna fucking rob you over some Funko Pops, just uh, given the people that collect. That's true. That's true. <laughs> You're probably more in danger than me. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was yeah. just thinking about um, a Craigslist thing where some guy wanted to buy some uh, Supreme foam posits, and I think I had him listed for like five hundred, and he said, mm. "Can you do 300 And I was like, "No." What? <laughs> and he said, "Come on, come on, it's my birthday." And then I said, "With all due respect." Fuck your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the most classic Al response <laughs> with all and due respect. He, fuck your he, birthday. He was pretty tight about it. But yeah, like I had said, like I just don't really blink at those interactions anymore. Yeah, oh, bro, like I, I've gotten so many sob stories too. Like, oh, it's my kid's birthday. Stuff like that. And like, hey, because of my kid's birthday, give me like 50% discount. I'm like, All right, fuck your kid. <laughs> <laughs> It's business, bro. Don't mix. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is business. <laughs> That's interesting, man. It's just it's it's really interesting these stories. I love it, man. I've been there in one of Al's transactions, man. I was I was the. the did did Al say? If... Cu- you've been there for a couple, man. That yeah, guy that traded me, um, his haze lows for those Tiffany highs. I think about that guy a lot because that guy must be <laughs> fucking pissed. Okay, so for some backstory. <laughs> Um, this guy essentially traded me what now is like a $1,200 shoe for a $300 shoe. Oh, I'll just rip the heart out of that. Did you guys, JC, did you know that was going to be the case at that time? No, man. At least for his lane, the, like the SBs, I am not well versed in that, that marketplace. So I, I, I asked Al for his expertise on that. So Al, you know, you're, you know, you're getting away with a steal at that time. Um, at the time, it was probably even because no one really cared oh. about these particular shoes. But, you know, as the years go on, I mean, like, yeah, that shoe was that I got in the trade has a definitely outpaced uh, the shoe I gave away. Um, so that was a pretty good win. for Dude, me. that's the best feeling, too, man. I'm sure that's the best feeling. Like you look down the line, you're like, dang, I got the I got the better of that deal. <laughs> yeah, know. there's been some pretty good finesses on my end in the sneaker mm-hmm. world these past couple of years for sure. Al was just doing, uh, I mean, Jack was doing the low-key flex, though, with the $15, 800 markup, man. I don't think I've ever had that profit margin. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, 15 to 8 is pretty wild. I've I've found records for, like, 15 bucks that I've turned into 6, but not not 15 to 8. Records, huh? That's, I've actually, Whoa, I didn't know that there was a market for that, dude. For 6? 
Like I had said, dude, people pay a premium to, to make it look like they were down, man. Who buys that shit, man? Who even... Oh, I don't know, man. PayPal, <laughs> PayPal buys it, dude. PayPal buys it. Yeah, PayPal buys it. <laughs> I'll just see his email addresses. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, record lover 420. It's all yours. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, actually, I, I yeah, going with Al is actually really fun with those those transactions. Um, but you know, it'd be really fun if 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 I was still in the Bay to go shopping with you guys. I I, oh. I don't know anything about. You know, shopping at Goodwill or shopping at uh, where are the other stores that I've shopped at before JC? Oh, I'm hey, blanking man. out. We we did we did the triangle. We Buffalo Exchange. Um, yeah, yeah, we've done Buffalo. We've done oh, hella places. I forgot. Anyways, yeah, dude, it's it's like it's fun shopping with someone knowledgeable. It's when you when you got a noob like myself, I don't know anything, dude. Like if I look on the rack, I have no idea like what I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, I just looking at stuff that look, might look good, but if but when you guys like are there. It brings it brings it to a whole other level. Even going to like uh, Nike clearance with JC, this guy's like, "Dude, buy these shoes." I'm like, "All right, cool. <laughs> these are the value's good on these." I'm like, "All right, thanks for telling me. Yeah. I wouldn't know any any otherwise." Now you're still I'll waiting. You, I'll for tell those. you what, guys. I tell you what, guys. If we're not dead by the end of the year, I'll see you at the Rose Bowl um, in Pasadena, Jack and JC. Oh, let's do it. Ooh, that actually, yeah, man. They got yeah, yeah. They have. They they have all the like I have never been man. What they have jerseys they have, they have everything I think. They have everything. Hey, what what is this that you're talking about? The Rose Bowl is like a world famous like flea market at this point. Oh, where like yeah. uh, I think it's on the second Sunday of every month. Like people literally from around the world will uh, just pretty much buy and sell their wares. Yeah. Some wow. people know what they have and some people don't. And uh, I went. Jack, you're ago. you're literally you're literally sitting on a gold mine, Jack. Yeah, That's I know. I know I am. <laughs> you know, you this is my it. entryway. Al's gonna be my entryway. He, he needs to take me to the Rose Bowl. I need. I'll start to. I'll start to understand. Like I can make a shit ton of money, and then I'll go ape shit. I'll. I'll start to like do all my research into this stuff. It I mean, takes... it's my goal in the next two years to sell there. Like I'm accumulating all these like weird vintage T-shirts, and maybe one day, like I'll just go bounce a bunch. Oh, of them that'd be there. so cool. Yeah, one day we'll see. Uh, yeah actually we need to make it happen actually i think yeah that actually... I, I i saw this thing i forgot what it was on it was like a it was like a mini docuseries or something like that i forgot what it's called but i only saw a clip of it where they went to a sneaker convention yeah. and it's nuts at these sneaker conventions man like what the trading and the things that are going on it's like the stock exchange bro like it's crazy yeah me and jc have done that too yeah we've done that Wow, I don't know really? the idea of haggling with like a fucking twelve year old. Yeah, dude, there's these kids that are like just like twelve hundred dollars. It's actually kind of yeah, you know. It's kids I'm, with I'm, wads of cash, man. It's I'm crazy. A, I'm a father or two, man. What the fuck, like it's not the it's not the it's not the place for me anymore. But yeah, it's it's been, it's it was fun to go with Al. Like you got guys literally walking with like boxes right in, with backpacks and boxes and, and like fucking duffel bags, you know, parading. Like, uh, you know, in front of everybody and then they would come up to you and they would just kind of ask what size you are. It's just uh, it's just such a weird freaking dynamic, man. Mm. You should go with us next time. Just to, just I'd be down. Just, I, I, I do want to let's do the Rose Bowl thing. I'm, I'm so down to check that out. I mean, it's right in my backyard anyways. Didn't I fung afterwards, dude? Let's fucking do it. Man. Let's do it. I'll take you another place, bro. Fuck that, dude. DTF's the god. 
<laughs> we gotta get past COVID first, man. Before yeah, we yeah, we'll get past first. COVID. Hey, we went a little overtime in this episode, so let's just wind down. Um, thank you, Al, for coming on. Um, I'll let you 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 do the pimping of virtual pros because virtual pros is legit, man. <laughs> I like the. I won't so do it justice. Uh, third time, yeah. So if you are into uh, two men talking about pro wrestling, you can find me at VRTL Pros. That's Virtual Pros. Uh, we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, and uh, we record bi-weekly. So um, if you like listening to me, I'm sure you'll like that as well. Yeah, Al's our number one most listened to guest. <laughs> so we need we need to give to come on as much as possible. <laughs> We're in need of the subs, bro. <laughs> but for real. They... I mean, uh, me and JC had an idea in the past use of the world and uh, i have a lot of free time i might have to reboot that idea jc do yeah, it guys might, you guys should do it, do it man. Yeah. yeah if you want to check out my uh my online <laughs> account on ebay just search for the kuya of the world <laughs> he <laughs> just outed your ebay account he outed all your social media yeah, accounts if you want to fucking buy some dope ass pieces man go ahead i got some you know i got some staple pigeon hoodies there if you know if you i like some... what's funny is you literally just told me what before this started you're like i'm shutting down my ebay account <laughs> yeah right now covid's actually kind of made it really tough so i don't want to really fuck my uh my uh my feedback score so i got three pieces coming out tomorrow then i'm gonna pull out some stuff but once covid is done all the dope ass gear is going to be up and running once again and we'll go to the rose bowl <laughs> go. it's going to be so infested with coronavirus it's going to be out of this world nah, man. man i'm going to be in a hazmat suit <laughs> when we're out there and I'm telling you, man, we're going to be, we'll have the first pick of everything out there, man, because everybody's going to be freaked and then we're going to get pieces and it's going to be so fucking dope. All right, guys, thanks for listening. As usual, you can follow us at Ball vs. Life on IG, uh, Ball vs. Life official on IG. Shoot us an email, Ball vs. Life at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate it. Thank you, Al, again for coming on. And it's fun talking about non sports related topics. Hopefully, we can do this more. Well, we Peace. can't talk about sports right now. <laughs> we can't. I know. Hey, we talked about MJ, though. Yeah, we talked about sports for the <laughs> yeah. first Wrap it up. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. It's a Peace. wrap. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.